0: Hello there, you're listening to the NI Golf Channel Podcast with Paul Kelly. And in this episode we're focusing on the Irish Open on the Galgorm Castle. So you'll hear from Ross Oliver, he's the Director of Golf at Galgorm Castle, and Michael Hoy, the venue's long-term tournament ambassador. You'll also hear from Brenton Lawler, Ireland's leading disabled golfer, who played in the ISPS Hand Invitational at Galgorm Castle last year.
1: Four. Is your game getting you down? Is it time you enjoyed Better Golf? How about a full-day clinic at the GY National Golf Academy? Less than two hours from Belfast, the academy is the perfect getaway for you and your friends. With clinics starting at 95 euro, now is the time to experience Better Golf. Find out more and book online at bettergolf.ie.
0: I'm delighted this this morning. Actually, an, er, an early morning call for for Ross Oliver down at Galgorm Castle. He's come on to the podcast. Well, Ross, about uh, two months ago, it looked like there wasn't going to be any golf at Galgorm Castle in terms of pro events, and now he's that mad. He's have gone for two. And um, it's not just the NI Open; it's the Irish Open. So, I presume things are a bit flat out and busy for you.
2: Very much so. Yep. Um... Obviously, the, the NI, I think we spoke a wee while ago. Just Paul chatting, and the NI Open came about very quickly, and, and with our relationship with the European Challenge, year dating back to 2013, and um, the RNAs involvement, we, we were delighted to be able to host that at short notice, and then um, the Irish Open opportunity came about, um, obviously just announced one week ago. Again, uh, it was something very short notice, and um, obviously related to everything to do with coronavirus pandemic and quarantine situations. Um, down south, so um, absolutely thrilled to, to have the honour of hosting the Irish Open. Um, and after staging professional tournaments for, for the last decade, um, uh, it's a fantastic reward for everyone here at Galgorm. It'd be fair to say that the Galgorm have
0: always, they've always planned or wanted a European tour event, an Irish Open maybe eventually. But without being rude, this kind of arrived out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: yeah uh, i guess it did um obviously as you know we we were doing a lot of work over the past couple of years on the on the i s p s hand World limitation we had big plans for for that event this year um which w- we had to move on to twenty twenty one with everything associated with the pandemic um and obviously then the Irish open presented itself to us i guess in terms of, we've sort of served our apprenticeship for professional golf, we've delivered tournaments year after year, and um, we've obviously had a great relationship with the European Tour, um, European Tour players and officials really enjoy the venue. Um, so I guess when when it was presented to us, I think we, we've earned it, um, and we're, we're delighted to have the opportunity.
0: Um,
2: in terms of the logistics of
0: hosting two events in the space of three or four weeks, um, set up the golf course, maybe not so difficult because you're going to have it to prone level. Um, what about the, the infrastructure, the background? What, what, what's, what's going to happen?
2: Well, first on the golf course, Andrew Snoddy, actually we're very lucky that Andrew Snoddy is the tournament director for the NI Open, has been for a few years now. He's a local lad, we know him well, and he's also, um, he's referee one for Irish Open, so he'll be heavily involved in both events. And so, course setup will, will be will be very much on him. Use his experience and knowledge of the venue, and obviously to get it to get it right for both events. Um, so we're thankful that we have Andrew to work with, as long as well as all the other um, key personnel on the tour. Um, so that that's fantastic. And and Rodney's working very closely with the European Tour, both Andrew Snoddy and uh, the agronomist Eugene. So um, we're we're very well placed there. And in terms of setup for the overall event, it's very different. First of all, for the NI Open, it, it's, it's much reduced compared to what we've done in previous years. You know, you've been here in previous years with grandstands, hospitality, marquees, villages, um, a lot on offer. Whereas this year, the NI Open, it's much reduced. So I guess having less infrastructure for NI Open um, makes things easier, shifting it out of the way once we get it done and then preparing for RX Open. So that certainly helps. Um and then we had we had site visits this week from um, the operations department of the Irish Open. We had Simon Alice, Championship Director, and Rob Alterover, who's the operations director, as well as some TV guys. So talking through plans of where their infrastructure will go. And I think they were they were pretty happy that we we've a lot of the sort of planning already done from previous experience. So um, all very positive, uh, both on the course and off the course. Um, and the bubble will be in, in place.
0: So they'll be using two or three hotels, certainly the big hotel, the, the, the Galgorm Resort and Spa. Um, and at the minute, still no spectators?
2: Yes, so the bubble, um, it's incredible the work... Behind the scenes that goes into to to bubble and the detail in it, so um, we're very much a part of that and, and helping to plan that. Um, but the tours, the tours health strategy is, is is unbelievable in its detail and how it's being um, how it's being carried out. It's fantastic, so um, it's very reassuring to, to have that. And in terms of dictators at this moment, um, the, the European tour. Um, are still it's still behind closed doors as per last week's announcement, um, and we'll just have to wait and see if anything develops on that front.
0: Okay, uh, and that's the same for the NI Open, just to clarify as well.
2: At this moment, yeah, it is. Yeah, in,
0: in, in terms of Ross, um, for the for the club, for for Galgorm, for all the members, for everybody involved, you know. Traditionally they would play a key role in, in the event that they, they, they do the volunteering, they really roll up their sleeves and get involved. Now it's not going to be the same. So it's a there's a bit of a, a, a possibility there for some sort of you know, what how are the members going to get involved? Are are they? Are they allowed near the place?
2: Yeah, so there there still will be volunteers needed, um, both for the NI Open at a reduced level from what we're used to and the Irish Open and the exact number of volunteers we need for Irish Open still has to be confirmed. But um, we're, we're very lucky here that we have a, a, real, a real strong support from all our members, um, both in terms of volunteering and in terms of the support that they provide in the build-up to the events, you know, dealing with dealing with certain certain restrictions and closures, and just the general infrastructure and build-up around the place. So um, I think the Irish Open, um, in particular, you know, everyone's so proud to be able to have it here, and we can't wait to get it. Yeah. Uh, and finally,
0: Ross. I remember people have often said that the, the pros are going to rip Galgorm apart, and yet every year Galgorm provides a test that means that you know, wee bit of weather rough up but are just as easy to get around um, yeah. two big pro tournaments on back to back some of the best golfers in the world in attendance um, are we looking at Gal Gorm being up to the task
2: oh, we're very confident yes um, it's very easy for uh, to sit behind a, a social media platform and say they'll rip it up they'll do this do that but look if you, if, you, if you get the rough up you know, if you speak to the guys in the European Tour the officials the referees if you've rough up um, on a tight course and a wee bit of wind, little bit of rain, it, it's very difficult. You know, we we play the course is a par seventy over seven seven thousand one hundred yards approximately, um, with with tournament length rough, um, tournament speed greens, wee bit of wind, um, it's a tough test. So it's it, it's going to be far from um, far from a walk in the park. <laughs> Brilliant, Ross. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. Um,
0: good luck over the next couple of weeks. Maybe you get some sleep.
2: Thanks, PK. Talk soon. Take care.
0: Yeah. Delighted today to be joined by um, Michael Hoy, um, our long-term friend of the pod, who's um, currently got his feet up and is relaxing at home. Not much golf to play these days, Michael. How have you found? <laughs> how have you found the enforced layoff?
3: Yeah. Well. Um I suppose instead of being um, extremely selfish all the time, which you do, is a necessary trip to be a pro golfer, lonely and selfish, which isn't a good combination for the real world. So you have to adjust. Um, and i um, was now busy around the house with the with the winds, very, very busy. Um, been a long summer, so it's probably been a six-month summer because, you know, the weather was summer-like in March, April. Um, I actually got a job in the real world, believe it or not. Seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. I was sort of—I'd um, never sort of had a sort of manual job before, and um, I just uh, just tried to get something. A recruitment girl got me uh, this night shift thing, which was extremely uh, difficult. Um, but I felt it was actually good because um, I just felt like it was productive. We did it for three three months. To... Actually, you know, um, April, May and June, all of April, May and June, start at the end of March, over three months yeah. at DHL. It was actually, I mean, it was, it was incredibly exhausting, but it got me actually really, really fit. So I thought, well, this is good because if there's tournaments in July, August, September, that at least I'll be really, really fit. Because uh, it, was, it was 12 miles a night, 25,000 steps a night, and 11 p.m. till 8 a.m. It was incredibly hard, but I
0: stuck at it well. well great news, yeah. for Gal Galgorm, but getting the Irish Open. Um, you know, I suppose they've always wanted it, but to finally get it must be a great thing for everybody else down there.
3: Yeah, I can't really believe it. I mean, it is such a big thing. Um, it's because they've run such a good tournament the last eight years, and they've worked with the Tour, and they know how to get it in short notice, and they do a really good job. Hotels on site, and um, and obviously the government can better with. They're just working closer with them as they have been the six week bubble. I know Ireland's been, it's been a bit different, so um, yeah, I think the tourism board, government, everything, everything's um, in place. You know.
0: Um, are you going to plan a challenge tour event a couple of weeks beforehand?
3: Yeah, yeah, I really want to. I have, haven't really played any, I haven't really competed. I was potentially played some of those Team Ireland things, but I've just been uh but just try to get the sort of ready. There's only about a week or so left before school. It's been a six month summer, so and been um yeah, I'm just looking forward to competing. It's all cat no no caddies, so it's good but if everyone has to carry their own bag and do their own yardages and players play better and some won't play as
1: well it gets better better. Hey. is your game getting you down is it time you enjoyed better golf how about a full day clinic at the GY national golf academy Less than two hours from Belfast, the Academy is the perfect getaway for you and your friends. With clinics starting at €95, Euro, now is the time to experience better golf. Find out more and book online at bettergolf.ie. Bretton
0: Lawler, Ireland's leading disabled golfer and a pro golfer to boot. I suppose it's been the same for you as everybody else. You can't get playing golf. Very frustrating.
1: Yeah, it was a tough few months, all right. Um not preparing for events. You usually have something to prepare for. and um, It's pretty hard going out when, when the card in your pocket doesn't, it's not as really significantly matters as usual. But as I, I'm, I'm incorporating practice into, uh, like when I play practice rounds and preparing for events, I always take it serious and and feel like I'm playing in a proper event when I'm practicing rounds as well. So I'm not treating it any differently because when I do come back to tournament play, I want it to be familiar. So I'm looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, last year was a great year for disabled golf. And you obviously turned back, turned professional on, on, on the basis that European tour, were are doing a lot of great work in developing new players and new events. And obviously with COVID, that's all gone to the wayside. So in terms of where disabled golf is at the minute in general, you know, where do you think, what what's the future of,
1: Yeah, like with the momentum that we gained before COVID happened, I think with how far we got, we got on too far for for people to ignore it now. It was such a massive statement, like the European tour events that happened in Scotland, that happened in Dubai, attracted so many people into the game with a disability and wouldn't believe. And for the changes that made in people's lives especially, I think it's too much of an opportunity to to pass down and to get the ball rolling again there's so many more players coming into the circuit now i'm getting texts every day on my instagram people looking to take part and wondering where and that's inspiring itself like it's it's lovely to see people watching like it's great that the european tour are showing coverage people are texting me oh i saw you on sky sports i want to i want to do what you're doing and that's why we're there we're there to sort of help people and and give them ambitions that they can make it to that top level and, and thrive as well. So, as I said, with, with the traction it got before COVID happened, it's, um, I think it'll be a, like a, a domino effect when, when the European tour gets back fully, then they can incorporate disability golf events in. And like, I'm getting a few invites now to European tour events and and that's a great opportunity to fly the flag and, and represent the game to the fullest, even though it might be one or two players, but still getting the foot in the door that wee bit, and it's definitely what we need.
0: Now You've played a wee bit, you have played a bit, you've played a Clutch Pro Tour event, um, you've been playing in some of the, the events locally, just trying to keep your hand in. Um, it's not really that long since a wee bit of surgery in your knee, so, so how is your game feeling? You know, was it a big surgery? Tell us a wee bit about it.
1: Yeah, so um, actually I was in Germany last November and I was on the first tee and I hit hit driver off the first and I felt something pop on my knee and I was in the lead at the time, we were playing, dad was on the bag and I didn't think anything of it, it was sort of the adrenaline was pumping, and, uh, I was in a position where I was enjoying what I was doing so I just kept going. Thankfully I won the event, everything was fine. And got to the airport that night and I couldn't walk. Like I literally couldn't move. Had to get a wheelchair out of the airport. Mm. And then I rested for two weeks. It got it got better. But I started playing rounds again. I was walking and I was coming in sore. So I got an MRI scan done and just to see what the crack was. So I had several pairs in my meniscus, which is like your cartilage. So I got parts of the cartilage taken out and, and repaired up and um, it was only keyhole surgery it wasn't anything major it was a quick enough recovery but it took it, it took that extra time to get right like i had a few operations when i was when i was younger on the knees but when i got older this one took a bit more that because you're thinking am i going to get back to full strength you have them little thoughts in your head so thankfully it's gotten back to full strength now and, and i'm playing as well as ever and um, i think because i'm enjoying it more I've started putting more time into my game, focusing, like, when I did turn pro year, it was sort of a stage where I wasn't focusing on it. It was sort of, all the status overtook me a little. But now I'm really focusing in on myself and on my game, seeing a personal trainer at the minute. I'm, I'm getting all aspects of my game right and focusing on it full time, and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Brilliant. Now, I think, actually, I think it's around this day last year that the ISPS Hand Invitational was on at Galgorm Castle, which was a great showcase for all facets of the game. You obviously played in it. You're a big feature of it. What are your thoughts on the Irish Open going to Galgorm? Because obviously we're focusing on that this
1: week. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's great. Like Just to see Irish Open taking part or happening is incredible. and It's an important event for everyone in Ireland, as we all know. And It's in Northern Ireland this year, but to have it anywhere, it's fantastic. Like, European Tour is such a big part, it's such a big organisation, and, and to recognise that it's such a big event, and, could have picked any other event to be on that week, but they sort of picked the Irish Open, so, and again, Galgorm, such a fantastic course, that I was there last week to maintain the place, fantastic. Greens are class, it's, it's a good challenging course too, and they can set it up as how hard they want, so, I think it's going to be great. And there's not going to be spectators, obviously, but it is what it is. At least we can watch it on TV and it'll have that bit of extra buzz.
0: And, and, and you know, the ASPS handle was such a, a breakthrough event in a way. You know, it, it incorporated the likes of yourself, the ladies, the men. And I suppose it was going to be a main feature for your season. You don't have that this year. What are your expectations? It'll come back, won't
1: it? It'll definitely come back next year. 100% it'll come back. Like it was, a, it was an inclusion changer. It, you had bits of everything. You have ladies and men playing for equal prize money. You disability golfers playing. And that's the visions of ISPS Handa and Modest Golf together, bringing ideas, changing the game in so many different ways. Like what ISPS Handa represent, like power of sport. Like um. I've thankfully become an ambassador for them this year and I'm playing such a proud role and for them to recognize me and help me out and see that I can promote them and, and promote disability golf, is truly incredible. And then, as I said, modest golf, even the signed ladies, the signed professional men, the signed disability golfers, they're doing so many different things to change the game. And I think other people are going to look in and take example and, and as myself, it gives other disability golfers hope, even though there's no money in it yet. It gives them a vision that they can work towards a goal that maybe someone will recognise how inspirational they are how good they are, and then make a living through what they love to do. So there's so many different ways and, and they're doing so many ways to change the game.
0: Where are we want to see you playing next? What's, what's the schedule looking like?
1: Uh, luckily, I got an invite to the Belfry next week to play in the last event of the UK swing. So that's going to, again, like to get them sort of invites to any platform to promote the game is incredible, even though it might only be one person, but one's better than none. And I can't wait. Can't wait to get a card in my pocket that means something again. So that's what I'm looking forward to mostly. But um, no, it'll be fun. It's in the Belfry. So we're going to be in a wee bubble that week. You'll, you'll get the buzz of mixing around the pros Thankfully, Dad's come with me, so I'll have the company there as well. So I'm going in with just a a nice, smooth approach, a nice, good attitude, just being thankful. I'm out in the golf course again, enjoying what we love to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And Brendan, sort of, if COVID goes away, and, and and well, it never go away. But say we get on top of it, as I said, everything comes back. You know, what's your ambition for two years' time, 18 months' time? Where do you see yourself?
1: Oh that's a tough question, like the, how rapidly disability golf's growing and people always ask me what, what road are you going down, are you going down the pro route, are you going down the disability golf route, I just say I'm going down any route I can go down <laughs> because I'm in a position where I can promote disability golf on a professional level and if I do well or don't do well it doesn't matter because we're representing such a powerful thing here and people are really loving it. So my ambitions, obviously I want to get to the world number one spot in uh, disability golf. That's my major goal. And then still getting that push towards the Paralympics if, if disability golf got... It's, that's a long time away. Probably 2028 20, or whatever it is. But that's, that's, the, that's Egg's main goal to get to Paralympics.
2: Right, don't touch me. sea Shaking head
3: Shaking head Shaking head Woo! Shakin' that ass. Shakin' that ass. Shakin'
1: that ass. <laughs>